So what is this? 95? 92. 92. <laughs> 92. All right. Let me see if I can get back into my <laughs> podcasting voice. Your rusty podcast. Whoops. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Great Divide podcast. It's been a while. It's been a long time since we rock and rolled, and we are back. Hello, Svein. He's with us, as always. Svein Hjorthug. I'm sitting here. I'm listening to your rusty uh, intros and thinking, man, it's been a long time since we did that stroll. <laughs> it has been. Uh, we're, hopefully, we'll be back on point at some point quickly in this episode, but uh, yeah. bear with us if we're a little rusty, but... Yeah, it's good to talk again. It's been a long time in this apocalypse that we continue to live through. Yeah. You've been doing all right? I've been doing fine. It's been uh, going quickly, really, all these months. It's it's, it's kind of a weird twilight uh, thing. Like, the situation seems to never end. I know. And at the same time, the weeks seem to fly by. So I can't believe it's fall already. Yeah, it is. It's been that's been really cool, actually. That's my favorite time of year. And here in America, in Virginia, it's been chilly the last week or so. <laughs> it's been like today, especially it was it was 47 degrees Fahrenheit in the morning, so I was chilly. And uh, my kids are getting excited about Halloween, and yeah, so yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's a good time. It is. And you've got your you've got your site rocking in the Norselands going. Anybody who hasn't checked that out. You've probably read some of Swine's uh, Facebook posts in the past from his Rockin' in the Norselands Facebook site, but now he's got an actual full-fledged website. I do. That's actually very cool. Uh, everything is up there and easy, e easily organized or very well organized, as you might expect. Easy to find what you need. And um, I imagine your CD collection is similarly organized <laughs> i wish it was that easy you know the Norselands thinks has like five or six categories and uh and you can search for everything you, you put something in the search box and every related article comes and there's tags for everything so so that is very easy my cd collection <laughs> is i'm afraid too large to be that easy you know it's spread all over the house it's made into sections and uh well that's a topic in itself we're not gonna get too far into that but yeah i do have a website now and uh, that's been really cool and i knew i needed to do something when i was posting that wkw article and facebook wouldn't allow me the amount of characters that the <laughs> the piece was i actually hit the roof or, or the limit of how many characters a post on facebook can be oh my god and uh, i've never heard that there was a limit i didn't know that either yeah, until you did that happen there's no practical reason to have a limit on Facebook because pictures and videos that you're allowed to post are always going to take more space on server, if that is the concern, than right. texts. So um, that was kind of the thing. All right, I need to look into options here because uh, those kind of limitations that Facebook impose on you, which of which that was the most brutal, isn't uh, sustainable. And also the Facebook page wasn't really good for posting these kind of things and uh, finding them again. And uh, what if I want to highlight something I wrote three years ago? 
it's it's not so easy. On the web page, everything is an article, so it is easy. So I have posted uh, things I wrote three years ago. It's easy to just drop out an article. And uh, one of the features I really like on that web page, and I'm sorry that I'm talking a lot about it, and I'll finish soon, but I'll mention this one module, which is my favorite, which is the top 10 most read. Mm. That that actually has given me a new insight into what are people actually reading. And uh, it's no secret when I write something about big country that flies to the top and stays there <laughs> a couple of weeks uh, because Andy shares it on his humongously sized group and everybody else shares them and right now there's an article there on uh, the story of the cover art for the crossing album which yes. uh as, as soon as i posted that that flew to the top of the most read so all right you know you you notice these things what people want and sometimes i write stuff because i want to write about them but uh, a lot of that plays into it too so uh, yeah the website is out go check it out northlandsrocks.com it has about 200 stories on it right now, and I'm in progress of moving over the last few ones from the Facebook page. So that can be used just to announce posts and not post them. Oh, definitely. I think that's great. And yeah, that's, it's a, it's a great site. Lots of great reading there and lots of great stuff. And I'm just curious, we're going to get to big country here in a second, but one thing that I've been having um, a good time with over the last couple months is actually discovering a new artist which who is not new, but I've really I've become obsessed with a particular artist in a way that I haven't been in a long time. So it's been it's been really fun, and I haven't had this experience in so long to to go back and listen to this artist's entire catalog and and be interested in live sets and things like this. And the artist is P.J. Harvey. I don't know what you think of P.J. Harvey, but I, I've I've always you know known who that is, obviously, and different songs that she's done I've really liked. But for some reason, I've never fully embraced her in in a way. I never really sought out her songs. And I've, I've had a couple of albums I've purchased over the years that I really liked. But for some reason, something just clicked with me over the last couple months. And I've just become obsessed with this with this woman. <laughs> her, her music is 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 just so, so interesting and deep and, and rich. And and um, I've been loving just going back from the beginning and. Uh, you know, buying all the albums and and listening to them, and and uh, each each album is is very different from the previous one, which I find very very interesting. And that's something she says she wants to do is is never, you know, try really hard not to repeat the same things that she has done in the past. Sometimes I I prefer my bands to be similar, and there is a certain thread of similarity in all of her stuff. It's not like it's completely new and different, but each album does have a different feel to it, and a different approach, I guess you could say, but, um, yeah, yeah, I've just been, I've just really been enjoying being that interested in an artist again, that I haven't had that experience in a while. So uh, bringing that back to your site, do you have anything on PJ Harvey up there? I'm afraid I have nothing on Polly Jean for the time being, <laughs> but, uh, she is someone I could put up there. You have to change that. Yeah. I could put something up there about so many. Uh, that's, that's the thing. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll take your input. And the, you actually, if anyone wants to read about something in particular, I do have a feedback form on that site. So don't be shy about requesting stuff. I'm, I listen to people. I see what people ask for. And that doesn't mean I will always write about it. But uh, there's a bigger chance if you do than if you don't do it. Yes. Take a look and see if that's something you want to do. Fantastic. Shot! Well, 
I did say that we would get to the big country, so the we're gonna get to the big country right now. <laughs> the big country, like I say, the before big country. The big country. It always cracks me up when people put the before band names and they don't really <laughs> fit. I'll tell you my favorite. I'll tell you my favorite. There's like um, not one of my favorite bands, but it's one of my wife's favorite bands, Steely Dan, and she oh, ha- no. and she has a live recording of them playing, and there's this sort of half drunk club owner introducing them. This is a show in the mid 70s. And he's saying, well, thanks for coming down here, listening to this band or whatever. And he has this long thing. And then now give it up a big hand for Mr. Steely Dan. And you can hear the band laughing behind him. And it's just, uh, it cracks me up every time. That whole setup. Those who like that band will know that recording. It's one of those classic moments. That's actually a good one to write about in Norselands. But it's really, really funny. And Mr. Steely Dan. And so that was the first thing I thought of when you said the big country. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You can tell your friend tomorrow that they're going to miss out on a damn good thing we're going to give you tonight. What we're going to give you tonight, it'll be down to the nitty-gritty. Yeah. You can tell all your friends way over in the... Hell, hell, I don't care. You can tell them in, in over in once. <laughs> Oh, you little old pretty, pretty, little pretty one. Huh. If he ain't here tonight, huh, you can tell him forget it too, you know, because Mr. Whatever is here tonight. He gonna get down tonight, brother. He gonna get with it. He gonna give you something that son of a could have never had. He is here tonight. Mr. Magnificent one is here. The beautiful one is here. <laughs> you little old pretty one is here too. You know, whatever. Here is the magnificent one. The one and the only one. Mr. Silly Danny, whatever. Well, see, I thought you were going to say the Steely Dan. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> Welcome, the Steely Dan. But that's not worth mentioning. But Mr. changes everything. That's pretty funny. <laughs> but like I've, I've heard, you know, like the band Cream, and apparently they were called the Cream at one point. But I didn't, I didn't realize <laughs> that. Like, like to me, they're just Cream. But then I, I heard um, this is our this is our obligatory Kiss reference. I heard Ace Frehley talking about them because he covered some of their songs on yeah, one of his yeah. uh, Origins album. And, he would call them the cream. It's like, and then I went to see the cream. It's like, what the heck, the cream? <laughs> the U2? I mean, there is the the. That makes sense. Yeah. But uh, maybe they should just be called the. That will be the next thing. But anyway, we, we have a very special guest today. A man you are all very familiar with. He's been on our show many times before. Very appreciative of that. And that is a man whose name rhymes with, uh, well, I'll give you a hint. Robert the blank, and then elementary, my dear blank. <laughs> yes, it is Bruce Watson. And so Bruce Watson is going to join us. He's going to take some of your questions that you guys on the Great Divide Facebook page have provided. And uh, we thank you for that. So hopefully we'll get to most of them. Might not get to all of them. We don't even know how much time Bruce has with us. But 
Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, here he is, Mr. Bruce Watson. He is there. Hey, there he is. Yes, indeed. Are you receiving me? <laughs> we are receiving. Loud and clear. You sound good. Oh, good stuff. I'm just adjusting a, a level here on my little red box. You know? Yep. <laughs> All good. So who we got? We've got Svein, and we've got John, and we've got Tom. The usual suspects. Yeah, the whole Motley crew is here. Oh, hi, guys. How are we? <laughs> Hello. Hello. We are good. I have to say, Bruce, I've never heard you clearer than this. Uh, I've got a, a, I did a test call with, with Tom yesterday, and uh, I've got a, a proper studio mic. Oh, wow. And a little, um, a little interface that I use in my studio, so hopefully it'll be a lot better than the last time. Bruce has the same setup that I do. A Focusrite red, Focusrite scarlet box. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's, that's what I use. You made him into a mini me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I ripped off his his uh, songwriting so many years. I figured I'd rip this off too, even though I had this. Uh, oh. It's great to have you, Bruce. And and as you guys, we'll, we'll just go ahead and we'll just go ahead and start. I guess I'm sorry, Bruce. We're a little rusty. It's been a long time since we've done one of these. Yeah, me but, too. <laughs> I was going to try and uh, do the same. Um, Skype podcast from the studio, which is now being built in the back garden. Uh, but unfortunately, I don't get a good uh, internet signal out there, so I'm back in back in the living room. So I'm oh, surrounded by I've had to chuck Sandra out, and I'm surrounded by pussycats. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Tom, I just have a quick one, like kind of simple uh, request question, and maybe you can clarify to the audience whether or not you are broadcasting from the confines of your bathtub uh, today. No. <laughs> Today, no, I, I didn't want to be electrocuted. Okay. Because I have lots of equipment, but uh, no, I'm not in the bathtub today. Okay, uh, just 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 making sure. I guess like just just <laughs> just making a reference to the uh, yeah. skids. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, or broadcast. German style, yeah. Uh, anyway, it's, uh, any other questions, there? A bit of a disturbing question. Oh jeez. Just for Jimmy. It's from, from Tom Catchable in Washington D.C. Hello, Tom. Um, he's, he's asking if it's okay that he's actually watching this while he's in the bath naked. <laughs> and the follow-up question is, does it bother any of you guys that he's... It might bother Bill. If Bill was here, it might bother him, because Bill's not that kind of guy. Uh, not kind of girl either, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really shocked by that. I mean, the many things that have happened in my life, the guy, and the idea that a guy's lying in the bath masturbating whilst we're playing, is that, is that what he said he's doing? He didn't elaborate. Oh, I see. It's three o'clock in the States as well. But what's he doing in the bath at three o'clock? Uh, oh, right, okay. It's a lazy Sunday afternoon. Um, no, well, well, Tom, best of luck in that bath, mate. Don't let it go too cold. Um, but I hope you're enjoying the show, most importantly. But you have disturbed us. There's no doubt about it. Um, that's an, an image. There's, there's enough disturbing things coming out of Washington at the moment anyway, I might add. But... That's right up there beside that weird guy you've got as a president. What's he all about? He's not in the bath with you, is he? Him and Stormy Daniels. Oh. I can't okay. get my head now, Tom. So yeah, you've ruined the show, Tom. You've completely. <laughs> it's going to affect Tom, my performance Tom, badly. Tom, what have you done? Well, you know, that's actually a good segue because I wanted to ask you about that, Bruce, and we might as well just jump right into it. You know, the most recent thing that, that you were a part of was this uh, live stream skids show, which was awesome. What, what are your thoughts on that? How did that come about? Um, well, 
it's part part of the ongoing story with, with the skids at the moment. We're we're using um, the studio, which is built underneath Kenny's music shop. Uh, um, we're doing a, a skids album at the moment, um, which is a we got asked. I actually got asked by an American record label to do a punk rock cover version album, and we kind of. I wasn't. I don't think we were that keen on it at the time. And um, the, the guys, the label kept getting in touch, and then with the, obviously with the lockdown thing, we thought, well, actually, it's, it's, it's quite a good idea, you know, because it mm. it keeps us busy. So we were we were in there uh, doing a bit of recording, and Liam, who um, is the producer engineer down there and runs the place, he actually suggested um, because obviously we're not we're not gigging at the moment. He suggested doing a like a, a live gig in the studio. And they sort of went, oh, never done that before. But obviously, it's the way things are going these days. People are doing that kind of stuff, you know. Um, so that that that's how it, it basically came about. And you know, we we really really enjoyed it. We, we didn't know how it was going to go because it was completely live, and there's a lot of technicalities involved. We we doing things live on the internet, but I mean, it worked out really really well, and we we all enjoyed it uh, so much that we're going to do another one. And um, I think it's the first week in November we're going to do another one. Oh, nice. Fantastic. I, I thought it was awesome. And just hearing the comments from people mm. um, who who really were starving for, for live music. Obviously, we all want to be at a live show in person, but to, to be able to see that and the sound was so great, too. I mean, Liam and whoever put that together, the sound was was awesome and the performances were great. And uh, so it was, it was very much appreciated. Yeah, I mean, it was it was uh, it was kind of spontaneous. I mean, we, we didn't really rehearse much for it at all. And I mean, Richard's great. Um you know that on the spot sort of just talking. I mean, I, I don't know where he pulls half that stuff from. You know, it's just <laughs> it's so spontaneous. I mean, I, there's no way I could uh, do anything like that. You know, it's just it was great, great fun, and it's great for Jamie and I because because we only take care of the music, and Richard takes care of the you know obviously the the vocals and and the the, the, the speaking. You, it's great for Jamie and I because we're being entertained by Richard because we don't know what he's going to do next. <laughs> no, it's just... I can see that. I can see the reactions on your faces when he's talking. You guys are looking at each other laughing. So that, yeah, that's great. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is not rehearsed. That is him being spontaneous. It's just, and it's completely bonkers. We've not been lazy, have we? We've done, we've been busy. So shall we, uh, shall we introduce some of the projects we've been working on? Yes. Well, we opened our own coal mine. Um, and uh, we used uh, Jamie as a canary to go down there in case there was any gas escaping. <laughs> so we were very, that didn't work out as well as I'd hoped. So we invested a few of our. Bill Simpson gave us some of his money to invest in that project. It was a he thinks it was a bit of a pyramid scheme, and he might have something in that. And the second thing we decided to do was start our own bakery. But, of course, that was during the lockdown. So that was another disastrous idea. That was Bruce's idea because he's sick of spending money on sausage rolls. He said, let's make our own. And I went, that's a great idea. It was a game changer. Mark. It was a, it was a game, game changer. changer. But, then, and then, but then the great high priestess, Nicola Sturgeon, closed the country down and that fell to the wayside. So we had lost even more money on that. So then we decided... Because, you know, there's all these foreign language things, like these apps like Babbel, where you can learn German and French and Spanish, and they're actually very, very good. So we thought we would create one for Fife. So it's an app that teaches you... Because, you know, I'm actually f from Fife, and I'm very proud to come from Fife. Uh, but I've been away a long time. I left Fife when I was 17, and that's quite a long time ago. And when I come back, 
like we've got this guy who works with us called Gavin. He, he says to me, uh, you know, when you go in the stuff, they've gone there, what's the matter? And I went, what the hell is that? And, but of course I'm smiling and I don't want it to sound like a passionising prick because obviously I am, but I don't want it to sound like one. And so I'm going, and so therefore I realised there was something in this. We could create an app, yeah. right? And you just, you just point the app at a Pfeiffer and it completely translates them because it's beyond language, isn't it? It's a, it's a flawless plan. And what? <laughs> what did he just say? Who's that? A flawless plan, you can. Uh, Gordon, can you pass me that brune sauce? And then you just yeah. have your app, you see. Exactly. So anyway, listen, um, this, this is an open forum tonight. So uh, if you want to ask any questions, please do. Um, I believe there was a few questions that came in earlier. One of them was uh, the the rumour about um, the Judas Priest uh, <laughs> singer. And I, I think we should leave it at rumour, because uh, it had nothing to do with me. Look in that direction. <laughs> I don't even know the bloke. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It was you. That, yeah. it was yes, you anyway, moving, moving right on. So if you have any questions, um, send them in. And, um, you know, obviously... You know, so he, he has his serious moments and he's got his funny moments too. I mean, you you, you kind of get that way with the skids. You get um, you, you get a bit of serious, you get a bit of comedy, you get a bit of politics, you get a bit of, you know, real life. And it's, you yeah. know, it sort of ticks all the boxes as far as I'm concerned. Uh, that's great. Uh, I, I loved it. It was it was fantastic uh, show worth watching. So can you can you share any of the uh, can you share with with people listening any of the songs that might appear on this covers album? Yeah, I mean there's um, the label the label work um, they're based in Las Vegas and I think they just wanted uh, you know it's just sort of fast and furious punk rock stuff. So um, we're, we're doing not all the songs we're doing are punk by the way, but we're doing stuff like we we we've done a verse in a Gary Gilmore's Eyes by the Adverts. We've done that. Mm. Um, complete control by the Clash, and oh, nice. also delving into stuff like um, Garland Jeffries' "35 Millimeter Dreams," which was a song that um, the Skids covered in their, their early days. Um, so it's, it's, you know, just stuff stuff from our youth, stuff that we liked when we were young, you know. Yeah, oh, that's great. I can't wait to hear it. Any, any idea when that might be released? I'm not too sure, but. The way things are going just now, we're hoping to get it finished before Christmas. And oh, then it's, it's down to the label, you know, when they're going to release it and how they're going to release it. But I'm assuming it'll be early next year, but uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not, not positive about the, the timescale. Got it. Got it. Ship that beetle hasn't won Pull and tuck your burden Even hear the sweat roll gain The firm belief so Christian Evil tide of middle age The effort and the struggle Will once again devour you Carry forth and listen The work of man upon his land Guarantees an altar Of kindred salmon flower and spring Carry on their falter 
carry on, oh carry on The effort and the struggle Carry on, oh carry on The effort and the struggle So Seemingly, we'll see the mark or rescue. If winter comes approvingly, we'll childbirth restore you. If darker days like middle age, profiteer hard labor. If hunger bites the Bible chill, still these days grow longer. So So, Bruce, I know we, we already just asked you about a, a particular question, and we've got some questions that people have submitted to us to ask you. But before oh, no. we get to all that, I know, I know, we'll, we'll pick and choose them carefully. Yeah. But um, a, a lot of people were just wondering the general question, like, how are you doing? How are you guys doing? What's your what's your current status in this, as I referred to it before you jumped on, this ongoing apocalypse that we're yes. all living in? Yeah, well, what's, I mean, what's... I'm, I'm fine now. I kind of – I think – when the whole thing broke out back in March, was which was when the last time we saw yourself, Tom and John, um, kind of got back home, and it was, it was just a really, really strange time. And I think the first sort of three weeks, I kind of, I kind of enjoyed the break, <laughs> um, uh, and then I went through the. Well, my, my father passed away as well. Um, he uh, not not through COVID. But uh, he passed away um, a couple of months ago, and uh, then I went through a sort of stir crazy time, and you know. But like everybody else, just just having to adapt to it, you know. Uh, and and the line of work that we do, we we are basically non-essential. Uh, like every every musician that I know is in in the same boat, you know, and all the even the music shops and stuff like that, and. Engineers and you know road crew, so we're we're all non-essential, um, and I can't actually see us working till maybe next March or April from from what I've been told. All things could could change, you know. Um, so I'm just basically learning to to adapt and trying to make make use of the time that I've got. Uh, so I ended up um, building a, a new recording studio in the back garden, which is basically a, a shed. <laughs> Uh, I got one of one of my friends who who's a lighting designer for um, Nazareth. He he's also a a, a great joiner, so uh, he came around and built built the studio for me. Um, so Jamie and I have just been spending you know a bit of time in there recording. We, we kind of record the basics for this this covers album. We record 
them in here. Then we take the files down to Liam's studio and, uh, you know, do all the guitars and vocals down there. Tend to do most of the programming up here. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've just been doing things like that. I mean, my house has never looked better. My garden looks great. And that's only because, <laughs> because I've just been doing loads, all the DIY jobs and stuff that I've been putting off, putting off for years, you know. That's awesome. That's great. Well, I, yeah, I can only imagine that, you know, as a full-time musician, it must be frustrating. But it's great that you're using the time as as constructively as you can. And I saw yeah. some, some shots of that studio that you said. It looks great. But cozy oh, oh, place. yeah, yeah. It's, it's very cozy. It's only about eight foot by eight foot, you know. And the, the time you get two bodies in there, it can get a bit cramped, you know. But it's, it's, it's great. It's, you know, I've always been recording. You know, I, as you know, I, I used to record up in the attic. And I've... It's, I'm kind of getting too old to go up those ladders now. I hate going, I hate pulling <laughs> the ladders down and going up. And then yeah. I started recording uh, in my, my living room where, where I am at the moment. But uh, it's not really that fair on Sandra, you know, I was sitting there making a noise and she's through another room kind of thing. So, <laughs> right. Uh, so it's, it's good to get all the, the musical equipment out of the house and, you know, it's got its own space now. So I'm kind of enjoying that. I'm also enjoying, you know, physically building it, you know, put, putting up the shelves and, wiring things up and stuff like that so you know just trying to keep myself busy you know like like, like yourselves you know yeah exactly exactly well speaking of busy um it, we've got a bunch of questions here so are you okay if we just start throwing questions your way yeah, random questions yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right I'll, I'll it's, it's fine anything you wanted to add before we jump into the questions yes actually i have one thing so I just noticed there was a lot of thanks to the fans coming from the band for picking up things in the big country shop. And there's been a lot of new and interesting things in the shop recently. So I just want to call out that they're not just the, the metal bottle openers that uh, everybody got crazy over, but also the uh, the coasters. I think the coasters are the oh, quickest yeah, selling yeah, yeah. item ever in the big country shop. It's sold out oh, wow. in hours every time you get in a new batch. And now we have the... Uh, the big country glass clock with the chance picture disc motif, and we have new T-shirts with the boys' own illustrations from the crossing. There's, there's really been a lot of new cool product that's been going out and off the shelves. So I just want to encourage people to go and see what's there because uh, I've never seen so many new things in the shop in a long, long time. So that's been really cool. Yeah, I mean it's been great because I, I don't actually deal with that side of things, but. Uh, Sandra um, has been great at, at that, and uh, she she speaks with Gordon quite a lot as well because Gordon's got some really cool ideas. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, it's it's like the thing that I, I I don't get involved in that that side of things, but you know, it's but I'd like to thank thank uh, everybody that's been supporting us by purchasing stuff like that. You know, so it's it's kind of help helping 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 us you know survive as as it were without us having to go out and do gigs, which, you know, obviously I miss greatly. Yeah, so, exactly. So thank you to everybody. Yeah, and I, I echo its fine said. There are, I've seen some great things up there too. So, you know, you got you said, you guys say you're non-essential, but to us you're very essential, completely essential. So, mm. yeah, everyone go out and, and purchase something from the Big Country Store today, uh, would you please? Thank <laughs> you so much. This comes from Dermot Owens, and – I think I think I got an idea for what the answer to this would be, but just because of the, the Skids' successful online show that you did recently, some fans have been wondering if Big Country could possibly do that, even though we know you guys are a lot further apart. So 
is there any chance of you guys in big country doing some sort of online gig like that or is that logistically not really feasible well uh, logistically it's, it's a lot tougher um you've got to i mean it, and it costs a lot more money because obviously you've got to get simon and scott and mark up to dunfermline and probably you have to pay for a rehearsal and hotel rooms and stuff like that so it can be quite costly to do that and um, whereas the skids thing it's just well it's jamie and myself and then richard uh, comes up um so uh, but it would be great to do something with, with big country you know so i'll probably put that to the guys and um, it's, it's always been the same with big country because even when we first started in the early days you know um because uh, geographical it was always kind of tough getting everybody together because you had two guys there in london and two guys in scotland and then obviously Stuart moved to america for a while um so it was always always been tough getting big country together in one place you know yeah. Um, but no, I, I think um, it would be good to do maybe do some sort of. I think acoustics the way to go when you're doing those um, uh, yeah, live broadcast things. It's just it's, it's a bit more controllable than doing the the full electric thing, you know, with the amplifiers and full drum kit. So if we can do it, then yeah, we should, we should maybe do it. Maybe maybe do it in the, the new year. Maybe go down to Liam's studio with, with Big Country, you know. Mm. I think we, all, we, we I even shied away from it with the skids as well at first because. I've, I've watched a few other bands that have been doing stuff like that. So, you know, I didn't want to be seen, you know, like be like a guinea pig and be one of the first ones to do it. And it, and it went <laughs> horribly wrong kind of thing, you know. So I, I checked out a, a few other people that were doing a, a similar thing, you know, and it, it works great. It's just a different way of doing things, you know, and you, you, you have to adapt. But, um, yeah. yeah, I'd like to do one with, with DC. Um, so all I can do is I'll put it to the guys and get their thoughts on it as well. Excellent. Well, you guys jumped right into the deep end on the skids because you had the full band, the full electric, everything. You didn't do an acoustic set so much as, uh, you know, it, it seemed like it was. Well, no, actually, it was, it was acoustic. Wasn't it was it? acoustic. Yeah, it was acoustic. Yes, yeah, it, was yeah. Acoustic. It, it was acoustic. Sorry. I, I, I was, I was um, electrically acoustic. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, cut, cut that part out. <laughs> My mind is going insane. It's like, yeah, that was acoustic. But, um, yeah, it's like you said, it had a, that electric feel. So it, it, it sounded like a real good full band performance but anyway all right that's a that's a great answer so we'll hope hope that something might uh might come out of that we'll see i have one that goes back in time quite a bit so you have to uh, connect your memory banks for this one it's, it's about uh, really the giant all fall together songs we we have an instrumental called giant we have a version with vocals all fall together what is your memory of those songs they they kind of seem to be interesting b-sides not much talked about did the instrumental come first and you then wrote lyrics or was it the other way around just uh, what are your memories of those songs and how they happened well the instrumental came that came first and it was round about the same time as uh, the wonderland uh, just after we did Wonderland and we had this piece of music um, Stuart didn't have lyrics for it we were just basically in the studio we were over in Edinburgh um, at Castle Sound mm. um, and we were just doing some demos and just like you know we weren't spe- specifically writing a B-side at the time but we were just working on just music um, and as we used to do quite a lot we, we always recorded instrumentally and then Stuart would obviously take it away and come up with the melodies and the lyrics um, but with Giant we, we kind of never finished it and I, I 
seem to remember Stuart going back into the studio on his own um, and he re- reworked it. You know, he, he, he used the same backing track, but instead of it being like music all the way, he, he took out certain parts of the music, then added acoustic guitar, and I think Stuart played bass on it as well. Um, and wow. Added, added the vocals and it just just made it into a song, you know. So that that's how that came about. I think around the but the same time he Stuart had written, he'd been working on Heart of the Country, which ended up on Frida's album. Oh, I think th- it was only demoed at that point, though, you know. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh, fantastic. I think that the first time that song showed up, I mean, all together with lyrics, was the compilation LP. Sometimes a great nation. Do you remember discussions about contributing that track in any way or? I'm sorry, what album was that, Spain? Sometimes a Great Nation. It was a collection of outtakes or unused material from a whole lot of <laughs> artists. I don't even know that album. You don't yeah, know I it. Don't either. I don't either. <laughs> no, 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 I've never heard of that one. John, you know it. Uh, yes, I know it, and you're slightly mistaken, which I always like to point out. Um, <laughs> uh, it actually first appeared on uh, the U.S. Uh, release of uh of wonderland and i guess the the um sometimes uh sometimes a great notion album okay yeah i seem to remember it was the canadian version was that like the six track ep yeah the canadian and the american version the canadians a six uh six track and the americans a, a four track right yeah because different countries it's obviously they have different sort of formats and different different b-sides and different tracks but i do remember the canadian one because the, the only reason I remember that was they used the original Big Country logo, where on the, I think the British one they they just used like a like a normal sort of font, you know. Hmm. Oh yeah. What yeah, a trade spotter right. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. That's good stuff. That's that's nice. John Gouveia stuff right there. That's that's one of my one of my greatest stories. I must tell that one down the pub the next time I go down there. <laughs> <laughs> what, an, what an amazing story, Bruce. <laughs> uh, hey, thanks for jumping in there, John. That was that was perfect. That was that's the information we pay you to be ready to deliver. I did, I demand double my salary. <laughs> <laughs> you will get it. Double zeros. Next question for you, Bruce, and this you got to go back even further. Um, someone is interested. Well, a lot of us, actually, because I'm interested in this question, too. But um, they just wanted to know some general feelings about your pre big country bands, Eurosect and the delinquents and um, what, what your memories are of those. And they also wanted to follow that up with um, is, <clears throat> is there a possibility that any of those full demos might be released? Because there's some there's some uh, I think Alan Glenn has put some some snippets up of of like your original version of what became angle park oh yeah 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 i, and, I think alan still had a cassette didn't he um, yeah. I, I don't I, we, we did do a few sort of recording sessions here and there but i think those tapes are just went lost in the, in the midst of time you know the, the amount of times i've moved house and stuff like that and you know stuff goes missing but you know, no, it was it was, a, it was a great fun time for me because that was like me just sort of learning you know i mean i was obviously i was still working down the dockyard at the time, and in the dockyard there was about, you know, ten different bands, you know, re- ranging from punk rock through to heavy metal, through to prog rock kind of thing, and you know, Dunfermline being sort of close in that place, you know, so a lot of the bands actually came out of the dockyard. Um, so, 
Yeah, it was just a, it was just a great fun time, and obviously the punk thing happened in, at the same time, you know, in '76, '77 when I was down there, you know, um, yeah. and obviously the skids had started by that point as well. So it was it was just great fun, you know. I mean, I wasn't that serious, you know, and certainly wasn't professional. We were kind of semi-pro. And basically, it was just a, a bunch of teenagers going out there and with guitars and drum kits, making a noise and ha- having a having a good time, you know. So I, I mean, all that stuff. I mean, it, it was great that Alan uh, actually found that cassette and put it up. I yeah. was quite shocked, quite shocked, and I thought, actually, that's because I'd forgotten all about it, you know. Oh man, that sounds uh, good, and, and your voice sounds great too on those, no, those no, tracks. No, You're singing like a really high high register too. <laughs> I know. I, I, I think the only reason I was singing was just because I couldn't find anybody else to do it. You know, I, 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 I never wanted to be a singer. I, 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 I would never class myself as a singer. You know, I play guitar and make noises and stuff like that, but I'm certainly not a singer unless you kind of, kind of in the style of somewhere between Joe Strummer and Bob Dylan. You know, and that's that's my vocal range. Yeah, well, a lot of people love those those vocals, so that, it's yeah. It's I can do Bob Dylan. You know, Bob, Bob, I'm Bob Dylan. How does it feel? How does it feel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can do that. And that's, you know. uh, that's awesome. Yeah, weights. Yeah, definitely. But just last thing on on that. Um, just wondering from for myself, like wh- which band which band were you in at the time when when Stuart became aware of of you and your guitar playing and because clearly he saw a kindred spirit in, in you and in your abilities and when you hear those some of those um demos you can really tell yeah. because you can hear that big country sound so do you remember what what band you were in when Stuart became oh, yeah, aware yeah, of you definitely uh, the delinquents because uh like my my best friend raymond uh, raymond davison uh you know we were at each other's houses uh, you know every night after school kind of thing and uh, Stuart was, you know, going out with uh, uh, Raymond's sister Sandra, uh, so that's how we we, we kind of knew each other. And obviously, that he was in the skids at the time, you know. And uh, also, when I was in the dockyard, you know, I was best friends with Clive Ford, who was also the the roadie for the skids. Oh yeah. Um, so I used to, you know, after come out the dockyard. I'd meet up with Clive and go into the, the rehearsal uh, place, watch kids rehearse and stuff like that, you know, so... Small, Dunfermline's a small town. I mean, I wouldn't want to paint it, but it's a small town, and uh, <laughs> you know we all know each other. So, uh, but no, it, it was again just a great time, you know, to be a teenager. I mean, you know, it was, it was kind of tough, you know, the 
the kind of the, the area that we, we grew up in and stuff like that. But you know, once you've done your your, your shift down the dockyard, you know, it's like you know, home. Get your dinner and then you're you're off and you're you're doing something you know creative. You know. Hmm. That's great. That's great. Thank you for those. And that those questions came from. Jamin Wheats, Kara, and John Abraham, by the way, in case they were listening and wondering how oh. to say their names. So, uninterest there. I have a question from Ming de Merciless himself, Stuart Mengis, the Trading Post General. He, um, as always, his question is just about collecting stuff. So he's he's wondering whether you collect anything other than guitars. Like, for example, do you have any bands in your record collection that you particularly collect? Is there any kind of merchandise or memorabilia for any one thing that you collect? Um, ooh, I'm going to be quite boring on this one. It's, um, I do collect <laughs> guitars. Um, I don't really have collections of other stuff. I mean, uh, band-wise, it was always um, the Sensational Alex Harvey band. I kind of collected all, all their records when I was younger, but... Uh, no, I don't really collect anything. I mean, I, I, I think I'm a bit of a guitar addict. You know, I've just said this. I've got a wonderful um, Stratocaster that uh, Grant over in Canada just built for me and sent it across. Uh, and it's beautiful. It's a, an Antigua Strat. I'll take I'll take a photograph and send it send it to you, and you can maybe post it on your on one of the sites. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Uh, it's a beautiful guitar. It's, a, it's Antigua finish, which is the same same color as the the guitar that Stuart used to use way back in the day. Um, it's a kind of, it's hard to describe. It's like a sunburst, but it's like a grey into white. It's like one of these Marmite finishes or Vegemite finishes. Either you, you love it or you hate it. And I, I absolutely love it. So um, that's uh, my new acquisition. But I'm, I'm definitely going to have to tone down and buy guitars. <laughs> because, I'm not, because I'm out of work, you know. Uh, uh, so I think between Jamie and I, but I think we've probably got about twenty guitars. You know, it's oh, it's, wow. it's, it's insane. But then again, you know, there's other guys out there that have got. I mean, I know one guy that's got a collection of six hundred guitars. You know, it's like six hundred guitars. You know, wow, <laughs> yeah, that's that's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but as far as Sandra's concerned, I've only got two. So, oh no, oh no, the cat's out the bag. <laughs> I thought you collected Subuto sets. Yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got a small collection of Subutio teams, which nice. um, I, I, I mean, I love Subuto. It's just, it's such a skillful game. You know, it's like a lot of people, oh, it's just a toy. You know, like, that's no, it's a skillful game. <laughs> I've never actually played it, but I've seen a lot of them and. They seem to be uh, of their time. Yeah, it's, it's made a, big, a bit of a comeback, Subutio, and you know people are quite serious about it. If you if you go into YouTube and you just type in Subutio, uh, you you will see all these guys on there playing, and it's it's great. I love all that stuff. I mean, that's another thing from my childhood. You know, like oh, nice. oh, Subutio. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I, 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 I'm going to do a movie. Uh, Jamie and I were Jamie was at the house the other day, and we're talking about doing uh, getting back into doing some filming, do some mad little Watson telly sketches and stuff like that. So I think we'll, we'll end up doing a, a maybe a Subuto game. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. That'd be excellent. Yeah. You know, we had something like that in 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 America as well that I used to play with. It was um it was the NFL football, but uh, it was the electric football. So it was like this big football field and yep. it was electric. So you would put the guys on the field and then you would line them up in the way that you wanted them to 
yep. be for the play. Then you would turn it on and the field would vibrate. And they would I know. I, I saw that. I saw that on YouTube. Um, in fact, it was when I was looking at some video stuff and the, the American football one came up and I just thought that is mental. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the same way for that. Like people still play that to this day and they have tournaments and things along those lines. And yeah, I mean, you know, it's crazy, but uh, it's, a, it's a big thing. Another question for you here, and I apologize in advance. I don't know if I can pronounce this name properly, but I know her. I just have never tried to pronounce her name. So Pi- maybe Smye can help me on this one. Paivi Alanen. Paivi Alanen. Oh, I was just about right. Paivi Alanen. Thank you. Um, so sorry about that, Paivi, but I, I'm going to read your question here. So she's wondering if, Bruce, you have any special memories from the Glasnost gig um, 1988 in Estonia. Right. Uh, oh, that would that have been the gig that we did with Public Image? I don't know if maybe Swine might know better or John, but if, if that it, does it, seem about right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I remember um, going across there. Uh, I think we did a. We stayed in Helsinki one night, and I think we were. I think we went actually went to see Public Image playing in a club there. Mm. Um, that's when they had uh, John McGeoch and Lou Edmonds on guitar. Uh, and then the next day we all took the ferry across to um, I think Tallinn and uh, we did this big open air uh, peace festival, just us in public image. And uh, it was huge. Uh, I think at the time it was one of the, the biggest audiences, you know. I mean, I can't remember the, the capacity, but it was absolutely massive. And uh, I thought public image, you know, um, I thought they were brilliant because, you know, I think sometimes it can be a bit hit or miss, you know, depending <laughs> on uh, John Lydon's mood. Um, but uh, the, the two times that I did see them out there, um, I said, John McGeoch and Lou Edmonds both playing guitar and they're absolutely amazing. Ah, uh, that's great. It's funny because I just, while you were speaking, I just caught up an old uh, article that that was written about it. And maybe this will jog your memory a little bit more. Not not that you have to add anything because you, you've already added enough there. But it says the first international rock festival festival to be held in the soviet union began friday and continues through the weekend at the Tallinn amphitheater in Tallinn, estonia the festival titled glasnost glasnost rock 88 is free of charge and will include appearances by several performers from the west including public image limited big country steve hackett and leather nuns plus leather, fans leather nuns whatever happened to the, whatever happened, what became of the leather nuns <laughs> <laughs> Plus bands from Italy, Sweden, and Finland. A dozen Soviet acts share the bill, including Dialogue, Nautilus, Pompolis, Cruis, <laughs> August, and Zebra. <laughs> oh, I like Zebra. Zebra. Zebra, oh, great, great, great band. Zebra. That might that might actually not be the Zebra that you know and love. It might be a that might be a, one of the Soviet acts also named Zebra. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> or it could, could have been a Zebra tribute act, I suppose. It could have been. Mm. Well, so let, let me ask you this: Did you guys have any interaction uh, during that show with uh, with John Lydon? Uh, yeah, I'm curious yeah, yeah. What he was like? Oh no, he was he was fine. You know, I mean, uh, like obviously I was I was speaking speaking to John McGeoch. And Lou, uh, and we were all in the same sort of backstage area anyway. So, yeah, I mean, he, John Lyne was, he was fine. Oh, there you go. Hang on, there's an energy. Swine's got the book. I've oh, got nice. that book as well. <laughs> I've read that one. Yeah, no, he, he, he was fine, you know. I mean, obviously, um, when you see him on TV and doing interviews, uh, there's, you know, he is, he is brutally honest. That's one one thing about him, I guess. He's a, he's a very, very honest person. 
Um, but you know, backstage he was just like, you know, just one of the guys kind of thing. He was, he was just, he, he was fine with me, you know. That's great. That's great. And last question about that, but you mentioned John McGeeck and another just fantastic Scottish guitar player. And did did you and uh, Stuart, you know, have a good rapport with him? Was he someone that you you guys, you know, considered a, a strong peer? I know he did some amazing work on his own. Yeah, in fact, he actually played. Uh, he played guitar on a, a skid song. He, him and Susie played on a verse in the Circus Games, I think. It was, yeah, you're right. It was Circus Games. I remember yeah. that. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I've only met John a couple of times. And again, I always got in fine with him. Uh, we, when Big Country went out to Germany and Holland in the early days, we played a few sort of, they were billed as kind of the alternative festivals and we went out there and um, Kirk, Kirk Brandon was out there where I think it would have been Spear of Destiny at the time, yeah. And the Armoury Show, they came out and played as well. Um, so we did a few gigs w- w- with the Armoury Show. Uh, and I always remember it because uh, they turned up on motorbikes. Uh, hmm. they, didn't, they didn't have a tour bus, so they had two motorbikes. And I think Russell had um, Richard on the back of his motorbike and John had a... They, they looked like those big touring bikes, actually, and John and um, uh, who was it? Was it the drummer was it John Doyle? I can't remember. Uh, so the, the, the other two guys, they were on motorbikes as well, you know, so I just found it quite weird that, you know, every band <laughs> had a big tour bus and they turned up on motorbikes. <laughs> That's great. Excellent. We're going back to your time in L.A., recording piece in our time because uh, Worth Thompson is wondering what bands did you go and see and whether those shows contributed ideas for the album and we already talked to Tony about this he mentioned a band with a very peculiar bass player that gave him uh, inspiration for the bass line to was it King of Emotion oh King of, yeah yeah but that yeah. was a, a bar <laughs> band okay. we, 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 yeah. we just went out we went out one night and we ended up just going to a bar and obviously you know LA, it's like every every night there's a, a band on somewhere kind of thing. I, I don't remember much about the band, but I do remember Tony being quite enamoured uh, with the bass player. <laughs> um, but so other, I mean, other bands that we saw um, uh, 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 a little band called Pink Floyd. We saw them um, <laughs> at the the LA Olympic Stadium. We got tickets for that, and uh, I think they were doing the. What was the album? Momentary Lapse of Reason, I think they were doing that album. Yeah. Uh, and that, that was an amazing show. And then we went down to San Diego to see Aerosmith, who had just done the Permanent Vacation album. And they, they were great. I mean, I loved them. I thought it was so, you know, because Big Country are sort of associated with the sort of heavy rock and heavy metal scene, you know. But I mean, I loved all that stuff, you know. I loved, I loved going to all the the, the big rock shows and stuff like that, you know. Mm. And they, they just put on a, a great show. It'd be like Tom going to see Kiss or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, you, you, you're guaranteed a, a great show at the end of the night, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. And definitely. because we, we we lived on uh, Larrabee Street uh, just down to Tower Records, um, so we were practically on the strip. So I mean, after we did the recording during the day, we were we were on the strip every night. You know, we were either at the you know, the whiskey or the rocks here or up to Gazaris we were and and it was uh, I think that was kinda of why we all ended up but most of us in the band ended up with long hair. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, were just uh, it was just uh, it was that time, you know, the sort of guns and roses thing and 
Uh, I remember the cult. We used to stay at the same apartments as Billy and Ian for the cult, and you know we'd go and see like Billy Idol doing a show, or you know Guns and Roses guys doing a show, and you know. Oh, that's great. So we were we were kind of right in the in, in the centre of that whole heavy heavy rock thing in LA at the time, you know. <laughs> yeah, that does explain the look. The, yeah, it was a bad look. Degree. I mean, uh, my excuse is I was too scared to go for to go to an American barber to get my hair cut, so I just grew it long because <laughs> we were out there for so long. <laughs> oh man, that looked great. Moving away from 1988 into the more recent times. This comes from Johannes Johannes Rube. Is that correct or is that awful? It's fine. What do you think? Bruce. 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 Oh, I recognize okay. the name from the from the sites. I'm sorry, Johannes, but uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm a stupid American. So, but but he asks a very great question here. He says, "Any chance of a new WKW album? The first one was awesome." Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, well, I, I, I would love to do another album, um, but uh, Tom, Tom and I have spoken about this, and it's it's just like we're so inundated with other projects at the moment, and I know that you're busy, Tom, doing other things as well. Uh, but it would be good, maybe maybe sometime next year, maybe I don't know, come up with another like an EP idea again, something like that. Yeah, um, we got some songs in in early stages that we've been working on. So we do. We've got, we've got about, some stuff. We've got about three three songs that are kind of you know gems, you know. So they're, they're, they're all they're basically needing worked on. Um, yep. So it might, it might be good, you know. It's like maybe once Tom's life's busy and once I'm life's busy, you know. Obviously, I've got to. It's, you've kind of got to prioritize things at the moment, haven't you? Yeah, that's uh, for sure. Basically, to, to, to earn money to survive, kind of thing. So there are certain things you've got to prioritise. But yeah, I mean, the answer to that is, and I think Tom's, Tom and Jamie are the very same. That would be, yeah, we're definitely going to do something maybe next year, um, whether it be an EP or just a collection of songs or whatever, you know. Yep. Yep. Excellent. Yeah, and as he said, we've been working on some new stuff, and we'll get back to it when we can. It's some good yeah. stuff, I think. So yeah, we'll, see, yeah. we'll see what happens. But in the meantime, you guys can buy the WKW CD, by the way, on the Big Country site that we were mentioning before. It's it's for sale, the CD. You can also download it um, anywhere on iTunes, any of these things. So, Oh, oh failing that, you could come into my house and I'll sell you a couple of – I've got boxes of them. <laughs> <laughs> I've got boxes of them out of the back. <laughs> yeah, the, the plan was to sell these things at, at shows. And I know. Since, since that hasn't happened, they're just sitting there. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah but I've got boxes of the albums. It was like – so first shows were like um, – you know, there's a couple of festivals we, we did, and obviously you don't sell merchandise at festivals. And then we went out to America, and we thought, well, I ain't going to take um, boxes of albums out to America. And then we came back, and they went into lockdown. So I've got <laughs> loads of. <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully they'll they'll still um, be of interest once you guys get back on the road. Yeah, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. <laughs> you bastards, better buy some. <laughs> you bastards. I'll say it. <laughs> oh man. On the subject of uh, recordings and uh, availabilities, there there are some people who have a plea, Bruce. They are wondering if you could make any of your older solo stuff 
and demo collections available for digital downloads for those who don't have them anymore. Oh, uh, I, I, oh I've never even thought about that. Uh, I mean, I, I think I've still got copies of them somewhere, but uh, I've, I've never actually thought about it. I mean, I, I, I just see them as rough ideas for what became songs, just like early sketches kind of thing, you know? Like I, said, I used to like, obviously record a lot on my, my Porter studio. Um, so I, I've never really thought about that. I, I mean, I, I don't know if they're, if they're worth putting out there, you know. I, but you have stuff like Demology and yeah. uh, even the Fun Time at Poconos and those those type of releases that you put out before. Could they be available digitally? You think? Um, to be honest with you, I'm not. I'm, I'm not actually sure how to even go about doing it. You know. Uh, you tell John. Tell John. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll have to think about that one. I mean, I, I just see him as like early, early sketches, uh, just what became songs and what didn't become songs, you know. The person who wrote it said he sees them as gold dust. Gold dust? <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll have to think about that one. I'll maybe have to review them. Uh, obviously, I've not played them in a while. Uh, or I could just... You know, I, I thought people just sort of shared them anyway, you know, digitally. I, I don't think they're of any commercial value. Um, I think if you guys want to put them out there, you know, digitally, just chuck them out. I'm not going to come out and see you. Or... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. Yeah. All right. Great. Yeah, but uh, that's one thing I might, I'll maybe talk to you guys about a later date is uh, obviously Jamie and I want to do the watch and telly thing. We want to get a like get a YouTube channel, like you know everybody else and their brother seems to have a YouTube channel now. So <laughs> yeah, so I'll maybe speak to you guys about the the technicalities of getting a YouTube channel set up. Yeah, if you make one that's yours and you put those demos and those things you released on that channel, you can actually monetize it. Oh, can you? Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can. <laughs> this is why bands now put out uh, audio files of songs from their entire albums on YouTube, because that's a new revenue income in this digital age. So it's uh, it's something you actually can consider, and that might be the answer to this question. Right. I'm so uh, can, I, can I chime in there for a second? You, you can. I'm sure you have inputs. No, no, actually, Bruce, you, you and Jamie do have a YouTube channel. Oh, we do, do we? Yes, you do. That shows you how much I know about that. Yes, all, yes. Uh, all, all the back catalog of Watson Telly and the uh, WKW videos are uh, are are up on it. Oh, what's it called then? What's the channel called? So I can have a look. B and J Watson. Okay, right, right. Okay, okay. Right. <laughs> can we just can we just change it to Watson Telly? Can you do that? I think there's a, a sub-channel for that. Um, yeah, but the, the, I think the issue was is with the WKW stuff, it, it can lend to some confusion with oh, that. Right. But, uh, there's, there's there's some manipulation that that, get, that can be done with it. But um, Right. All right. Well, I'll, I'll speak with you, yeah. John, later on about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, Bruce, we've got, we've got a YouTube a... channel on it. I knew that. That's brilliant. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and and with these with this monetization that Swine is speaking of, I mean, you can earn up to point zero six cents per download. Oh <laughs> wow! I'm so... That's how, that's how much you make on a generally make on a Spotify play. Okay. And, on, and how long do I have to cents. wait for the money to come in? Will it come in immediately, <laughs> or are we going to have to wait six months before the money comes in? <laughs> oh man! I yeah, have a pretty... I have a Facebook friend who got a check for one cent. And they spent like a couple of dollars to send that check to that person. 
Fantastic. Fantastic. So this is what we're talking about here. That's so, so <laughs> pathetic. Ugh. Next, this time next year, we'll be millionaires. <laughs> uh. Money can't change me. Money can't save me from the tax man. But this brings us to a, something that we wanted to mention on the show. So it's good to have this question because it gives us a chance to do that. And Bruce, I know you heard this. It, it was a it was a special remix of the track "The Seer" that a fan did named Andrew Monty. And uh-huh. what he did was he he was able to use um, some software and he basically brought out the voices of uh, Kate. Kate, especially and and Stewart, yeah, 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 in the mix and made his own mix. So. Just curious what you thought of that. And then he, th- this question is um, sort of talking about that technology that seems to be available now. And um, he says, uh, w- would that ever be something, you know, that someone might be interested in using to, to go back and, and remix things by by doing that sort of digital yeah. manipulation to things that already exist? But Yeah. What, what was the guy's name again that did it? His name was Andrew Monty. Right, right. No, I heard that. Uh, I was blown away. I thought it was amazing. I mean, I don't know what software he was using or if, if he's maybe just got a good ear, you know, or maybe he's a, he's a good engineer. But, yeah, I mean, I thought what he did was amazing. And uh, it certainly, you know, brought Kate's voice out, which was what kind of pissed us off was that she was kind of relegated to backing vocals almost the way it was mixed. Yeah. Um, and she spent five hours in the studio and she all those parts and... You know, obviously, Robert, Robin's original mix, she was right up there, and it was a, it was like a proper kind of duet, almost. And then, obviously, you, you, well, you, 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 you guys obviously never heard that. No one's heard that apart from the band. Um, and you, you just got the person that you're used to, you know, and a voice. Well, I mean, her, her voice was there, obviously, but it was kind of pushed back a bit. Yeah. Um, and what... Uh, Andrew's done, he's just, he's brought it to the the fore, and I I thought it was amazing. I turned to walk away, but then she called my name again and back 
I mean, if, if, again, if he wants to go back and revisit some of this stuff, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe steel town, then he's he's quite welcome to it. <laughs> but then again, I, I, you know, I don't know the legalities of things like that. I don't know. Right, right. You know, right. There, could, there could be a like a, some sort of some sort of issue involved. But to, to me, the, if the guy's just doing it as a, a labour of love, um, and because he can do it, then yeah, I don't mind things like that at all. But I thought he did a great job. Yeah, definitely. And have you given any? Uh... Any thought to doing anything with that um, reel that you have, that, that no, it's, reel it's, from the Robin Miller uh, mix? Yeah, it's just sitting up there in the attic. It's just still sitting there <laughs> wait, wait, waiting to be loved. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't even know anyone that's got a, you know, a two-inch, you know, Amec or a studio tape machine, you know. Right. I mean, there, there are studios that still have them and stuff like that, you know. I mean, I, I don't even know if the music's still on the tape. It's maybe fallen off by now. It's maybe even baked. <laughs> I'll Probably, put it, yeah, very well I'll put, it, put it in my oven for a couple of hours and see if I can rescue it, you know. Oh, man. But, but no, but it's, it's, still, it's still there. It's still sitting there. That's good. That's good to know. Maybe hopefully someday we can do something with that and see what's on it. Yeah, it was great because the guy that gave it to me basically rescued it from a skip. You know, it was going to get binned, you know. Jeez. <laughs> Like a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of studios basically bend a lot of stuff. You know, like right, right. Crazy, exactly. you know. So, but just so to the best of your knowledge, nobody has any of those old mixes on cassette or anything like that. No, I used to have one. I, I used to have, have one. And I, so I guess the rest of the guys in the band would have had one as well. I had one on cassette, but again, 
you know, boxes of cassettes that just go missing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be gold dust to me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> me, me, me too, me too, you know. Uh, we'll hold out hope. Maybe one day something will turn up. All I, right. I, I think, you know, for whatever label it is, if it's universal or whatever, you know, obviously it was phonogram originally. They, they would have had a, a copy somewhere, you know, in the archives. Maybe somebody's just too too lazy to look. Because, yeah, I think that could be it. Yeah. Because basically you're not going to, you know, they're not going to earn enough money to, to want, you know, putting it out kind of thing, you know. Right. But, but I, I think uh, if somebody just went in there and had a, a good look about in the archives, I'm sure they would, they would turn up somewhere. Because if you think about the amount of stuff that's out there now that you, you do see on YouTube, you know, um, all these old lost tapes and demos for all these different bands. So they're, they're out there somewhere. You've just got to look. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. So how much time? We we almost have you for an hour now, Bruce. Do you, you have I'm any fine, more time? I'm cool. I'm cool. You doing I'm good? All right, yeah, good. You, you just let us know. Well, I'm not exactly going to the, the next Subito match for a, a little while, so I'm quite happy to say. <laughs> All right, good. Oh, man. You know, with your camera, you could actually have streamed a match for us. That would have been interesting. <laughs> well, I'm, true, definitely yeah. to, I'm definitely going to do a YouTube video on Subito. What, you know, maybe a, a few. Once I get my, my, my YouTube channel, man, you know, I'm, I'm going to do a, I'll do a Subito match. <laughs> yeah, we have high hopes for your YouTube. Uh, I'm sure it'll be great viewing. <laughs> I have a question about a different medium from uh, from Tommy Gunn. He's wondering if you ever plan to write a book about Big Country. And uh, I did see your comments to, um, uh, I guess you were responding to Alan Glenn. You, you revealed that you actually did have some notes, but they're in your attic and you didn't feel sure if you wanted to share them. Yeah, I kind of, well, you know, I kind of started off doing it and I kind of got probably just over halfway through. Um, and then I stopped, you know, it was just something I, I kind of got into and I was, I was quite focused on it. Yeah. And then, then I do read a lot of uh, biographies, you know, like gangsters and rock musicians and stuff like that. Um, and I kind of felt like I had a story to tell. Uh, but then I kind of went, well, actually, do I really want to do this, you know? So I mean, I've still I've still got all the, the, the content, all the material, but... Um, at the moment, I'm kind of shying away from actually doing anything with it, you know. Mm. So it's, it's still there, you know, but it's still there. And people, some people have asked me to, to do it, you know. And I mean, again, that was like one of the reasons that we didn't want to get involved with Alan, uh, both Skids and Big Country, because the way that Alan kind of pitched it, he was wanting to do a book, you know, about both bands and the Dunfermline thing and that. And at the time, I wasn't really interested in helping them you yeah. know because i was doing my own thing and the, the other guys they they were kind of all in agreement for both bands that they they just felt like they, they didn't want to not, not not through anything malicious or anything like that i just didn't want to uh, contribute you know but like i say I, i've got the book the book's still there it's on my probably on a hard drive up in the attic somewhere but uh I, i'm i'm going to leave it i think for the time being i just you know the thing is, I was there, so I've got, I've got all the memories are in my head, you know. <laughs> right. There, there might be a time and a place for it, but uh, not now is what you're saying. Yeah, maybe in the future. All right, I got another one here for you. So this person, Paul Boxer, 
He's wondering if uh, you guys or if there's any chance of once once gigging does resume at some point, if there's any chance of having a bill with with Kirsten or what her band, The Marriage, The Marriage. Oh, um, right. she um, and wondering what you think of the some of the things that she's been doing. She's been covering a lot of old big country songs. Yeah, live ab- online. absolutely amazing. Um, we, we actually did a couple of festivals uh, where Kirsten was on the same bill. Um, we, we did a few sort of local festivals. Uh and Kirsten was on, and she, she's absolutely amazing. So yeah, yeah, it'd be great. Excellent, absolutely Excellent. fantastic. Yeah, she's been doing a lot of those uh, those live streaming shows, and she does one every week. And um, I think she's put something together where you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's there's like a a plan where you pay a certain amount, and you you see different versions of the shows or different versions of the songs. But okay, um, yeah, it, it seems like that's been a been a cool thing for her and. Uh, yeah, I, I, I haven't actually seen any of them yet. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely get around to, to, to looking at them. Are they on Facebook? They are, yeah. If you, if right. you go to Facebook, you, Kirsten Adamson, you should be able to, to see some of the stuff. And, cool. Uh, yeah, it's great great stuff. Great voice. They have a YouTube page, too. Oh, brilliant. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so, so Bruce, we just wanted to um, – we wanted to ask you a little bit about the the Buffalo Skinners box set coming up, and Spine's got some questions related to that. We were just curious about if you if you could shed any light on some of these. So I'll let Spine take that away. Yeah, I'm sure we all have questions, but uh, just to start in the most roundabout way, how was this presented to you? Was it uh, something the record company was interested in, or was it something you pushed for, or how uh, did it happen? No, 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 no. I was a. Actually, I can't. I can't actually remember. But um, I think it was the the, the label uh, got in touch uh, as they normally do. You know, they always get in touch with a representative, and then um, he puts it to us. Um, so basically, that that's how it came about. We we certainly didn't push for it. Um, but it, it's great that it's, it will be coming out again. Uh, but please don't ask me about any extra tracks or anything like that because I, I don't know <laughs> I'm terrible I should know these things <laughs> let me see I'm throwing out one page two John, pages John Jonathan was if I, if I need to ask anything about the country I just get in touch with John <laughs> <laughs> you're like John do I have a YouTube page <laughs> so so um, okay carry on let's, let's find out a bit more about this Buffalo Skinner's box set <laughs> yes alright uh, Tom you do have a YouTube page I know because I go to it all the time. <laughs> in the bath. In the bath. Well. In, in the bath with Tom. That's what he's. That's what he's. Uh... <laughs> this conversation is disturbing right now. And tonight, and tonight's thrilling episode of In the Bath. In the bathtub with Tom. That's going to be yeah, my, new, my new uh, little YouTube series to go along with. It. It'll be my reaction to the latest Watson Telly episode. Uh, <laughs> you, you are no longer. You are no longer welcome inside my house, Tom. <laughs> well, if you can contain him to the bathtub, that would be a, a step up from last time. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! So, so when while you were in the bath and they called you about this box set, mm-hmm. this is obviously following from the previous wide long face one. So, do you have an, an inkling that driving to Damascus might be the next one? Looking ahead, it, it seems like an obvious thing. Like now they're covering the nineties yeah. releases. Yeah, I mean, um, again, it's I, I don't actually go out and seek 
seek this kind of thing, you know. Uh, like I said, the, the label usually gets in touch with us. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it would be it would be nice if they if they wanted to to do that, you know. And you know, I'm sure there's there's other things that they'll they'll add to it. You know, they always like change the sleeve a bit, and sometimes we get involved in the sleeve notes. Um, and you have all the I mean, basically everything that big countries released, you know, everything's there's there's nothing new to find, you know, apart from that mix of the seer. There's absolutely nothing else out there. But you know, the label usually, you know, they maybe find some old live recordings and stuff like that, and they maybe maybe put them out on it as well, which is always always good for uh, collectors. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think if they do want to do like a a sort of compilation, I don't know, the John Wayne's Dream and the Damascus thing, you know, with the the, the tracks that were associated with that. Uh, it's always good to hear them because technology's a lot better now and, um, you know, people will remaster stuff and it's, it's it's definitely better quality than what it was when it came out years ago on CD. In fact, they, they should get that guy Andrew to do it. He, I'm sure he would do a great job, you know. But, um, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. yeah it'd, be good, it'd be good if they, they did revisit uh, Damascus and put it out. In fact, I mean, we were talking about that, um, the, the the Peace Festival, the Talon gig. Uh, at one point, we were actually working on that and it was that was going to get a release. In fact, I'm sure the public image part of the concert got released, uh, but ours didn't. So, but I do yeah. know that, I do know that that's out there. But I, I, John, do you know, did that get released at all? <laughs> um, actually, that, that kind of came up in like, one of the, um, boards uh, a little while ago um did some searching and apparently um some years ago there was some talk about uh i think uh, mr grant had had it and he was going to release it but then yeah then it just just kind of didn't happen all right right well i I, I do remember seeing like a a rough edit of it and it, it looked and sounded very good um, so I mean, maybe one of these days that that might that might see the light of day as well, you know. But again, I don't I don't know who who owns the rights to it and all that kind of stuff. But I do remember it, it was quite good, you know. I tell you, we should check that with that Andy Inkster Bogan because he seems to have a huge collection of big country live video, and uh, I'm I'm often seeing things I've never seen before coming from his collection, mostly yeah. bootleg stuff though. Yeah, I mean, Andy. Andy's a real collector. I think Andy's Andy's got basically everything that's out there, you know, that, oh, that, yeah. that, that, that's sociable, well, you know. Well, apparently yeah. you're, you're going to come up dry there because he's he's the one who asked me whether I had it. So, ah, oh, really? <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Oh well, at least we know that um, it's another piece of BC history that's you know not out there, you know. So it's not been seen by you know fans or anybody like that, you know. So. Well, I'll maybe make a few inquiries about that one as well. All right. Well, here's a here's a one of those um, big country nerd questions. And when I say big country nerd, of course I include myself in this. This this comes from a guy <laughs> named <laughs> Darren Delaney. All right. So so this this is how how deep people get in minutia, Bruce. And <laughs> this Ooh. will be interesting. And a whole big long Facebook thread about this question, which I think has an easy answer, but uh, you can answer it definitively. Um, so this guy noticed that there were a couple of shows, a couple of different shows where at some point during um, Fields of Fire, when you were playing it live, Stuart had his Stuart change guitars. And um, 
some some guitar players in this thread said that they believed it was probably just nothing more complicated than a tuning problem or something, or he maybe broke a string and they changed guitars. Uh-huh. But this person was very adamant that he thought there might have been a, a a bigger reason for this. Like maybe there was a different guitar used for the intro of the song versus the rest of the song. <laughs> so can, can you, um, they, even they even asking the thread like, can Bruce confirm whether this is what this is all about? So. What, was there... um, I mean, I, I, I certainly don't remember the incident um, that well. <laughs> I can I can only imagine that either Stuart broke a string or his guitar went out of tune so badly that he wouldn't have had time to tune up himself. So I guess that's why. I mean, I saw a photograph not long ago with Stuart using my, my red SG500 guitar. Mm. Um, and I'm going, why the hell is he playing my guitar? And then I thought, well, obviously he's broken a string, you know, or something <laughs> happened, and that's why probably Les, uh, the guitar owner, gave Stuart my guitar. Um, so no, there certainly wasn't any, anything deep, uh, even overly technical about changing a, you know, changing guitar, you know, apart from the fact <laughs> the that he's, he's, obviously, he's obviously broke a string, or the guitar's went horrendously out of tune or something like that. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm so so there's no sort of mystique there. <laughs> no, that's, that's excellent. That's excellent. That'll, 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 that'll I'll, probably, put... I'll probably piss piss the person off now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'll that'll put that to rest. That's that's uh, what was needed. That's been driving some people crazy. Apparently, you know, oh, well, <laughs> they wouldn't God. they wouldn't take for granted that it, it could have been a tuning problem and had to be like something else. So you know, you yeah. close that down. So thank you. I mean, there's there's absolutely no reason for changing guitar halfway through a song just because you can, you know. What I mean, <laughs> <laughs> right. oh, and, and, and those guitar, see when you break a, a string on stage, it's you know you, you do the guitar change in literally you know seven or eight seconds, but it actually feels like a minute, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you're, you're taking your hands off the guitar and taking the strap off and handing it over to the the roadie and back. You know, it's, it feels like a minute, you know. And then you've got to get back into where you were, you know. Right, right. Which is especially difficult for the songs that you guys play. <laughs> but you know, there there is sometimes a legitimate reason to change guitars mid-song, Bruce. And that is is if your name is Ace Fraley, you might need a guitar that shoots rockets at the end of the song. So sometimes you need to be given the the guitar shooting or the, the rocket shooting guitar. Yeah, see, I, I went down that route. I mean, I had one of those um, flamethrower guitars, but, the, you know, the trigger kept getting stuck. And, <laughs> and I thought, it's, this is too much trouble, you know, all this pyrotechnics on my guitars. I just went back to it. Let me guess, that was for Fields of Fire, right? Yeah, it was for Fields of Fire. Damn. I thought it was for chance. <laughs> <laughs> On the note of Fields of Fire, I would like to hear your memories of a certain gig, the Reading Festival 1983. Oh! You were playing Fields of Fire. The Stranglers helped you set up a special effect for the end of that show. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember how that came about? That That's a great story. It was, well, we were, yeah, the Stranglers were headlining and we were kind of the special guests and they had a, a pyrotechnics guy there. I think his name was Martin Blake. And he came up to us beforehand, and he, he was a kind of strange-looking dude. He had to keep smothering like Vaseline on his face and his hands because he'd been burnt so many times. He was, you know, slightly disfigured, you know. Um, so anyway, he said, right, I'm going to set up these pyros for Fields of Fire because uh, uh, towards the end of the song, when Stuart sings, "On Fields of 
fire, that's when he's going to set the pyro off. So he said, like, <laughs> and they were right in the microphones, they were right at the base of the microphones next to their pedals. And he just says, well, basically, you know, when Stuart's going to sing fire, make sure you're about four feet away from the microphone. I'm going, well, that's going to be pretty tough on Stuart because he's singing into the microphone, you know. <laughs> so anyway, we got to that part and there's song and I, I saw Stuart just walking back from the mic before he, he shouted on fields of fire and these pyros went off and they you know we had to actually run behind the amplifiers <laughs> to, to get away for the for the heat and there was guys up in the lighting trusses you could see them like jumping off the lighting truss stuff like that <laughs> and even the crowd got burnt that's how bad it was the crowd oh the, man the, the pyro was uh, uh, these guys are maniacs, and they just, they overdo it. They always put too much in. And I, I heard a, a recording of the gig, and you can actually hear it going off. You can hear the crowd going, whoa, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's on the BBC box set, that recording. Yeah. Right! Oh you people, you know, in, in pain, but oh man, it was, you know, make sure you're four feet away, like, four miles away, you know, it was <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, we, we had to go to the, like they had a, a medic, me, medical tent set up, yeah, um, and we had to go there to get our faces, like, <laughs> they put, like, I think it was yogurt they put on our faces, you know, and oh, man. Uh, uh, to, 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 to calm the heat down in our faces and like we had no eyebrows our eyebrows were completely singed off we had to wow. draw our eyebrows in for the next few gigs you know <laughs> I had no idea it was that bad so do you think they knew that uh, you know how bad it would get was it a misfire a prank that became too big or no it just pyro guys are just I'm sure they have orgasms when they, they set off their pyros they just <laughs> just put too much in because you know, what's the point of having a small explosion when you can have a fucking huge explosion, you know? <laughs> well, I can tell you that uh, all the metal bands on the bill that weekend were envious of your explosion. None had a, an explosion as big as that one. Oh, no, we made the, the biggest pyro of all time. <laughs> There's a photograph kicking about as well. I saw a photograph when the, the flames are shooting up right in there. And, oh, really? I'd love yeah, to see there, that. There is a photograph kicking about. I don't have it, but I have seen it. It just looks crazy. It looks like a napalm attack. It's, oh, it's I've got to find that photo. Yeah, if anyone out there has that photo, please please send it to us or, or post it. Please. That's got to yeah, be the I only think... photo of Pyro yeah. at a BC show in existence. Yeah, someone came backstage once. And, uh, um, I was just taking one you know, a normal camera. It wasn't like a a proper camera so it was just somebody in the audience you know had their sure. camera and they took a photo like, like they would do it nowadays with a you know an iPhone or something like that so it, it was just a a person's personal photograph but when they showed it to us I mean we were in hysterics I mean we could not believe how how <laughs> tall how tall the flames were <laughs> oh that's great oh my gosh all right so this is another um, one of those BC minutia questions, but it's from our good friend Mark Dunwillows. Mm-hmm. 
And he says, um, I, he's, well, maybe this will, I'll just read his question in its entirety because that might be the best way to see if it jogs your memory. <clears throat> he says, um, I always remember in the Peace in Our Time tour program, there was a diary entry which said Bruce in equipment rehearsals in London. What was he rehearsing? And also the second part of that question is, I think he started using Albion amps at the time. Was there a specific equipment change or challenge for the Peace in Our Time tour? Albion, no, yeah. Well, if you're talking about equipment rehearsals, it would, I don't know why it said that. It was, it was probably just a picture of me um, with my equipment at rehearsals. Uh, <laughs> regarding Albion amps, I, we never used Albion amps back then. But, I mean, Jamie and I had a couple of Albion amps when we got back together uh, with Mike. And that's when we, we only used them for a, you know, a, a tour, I think. But okay. no, it's certainly never used I'll be an amps weren't even invented back in the Peace in the Time era, you know? Got it. So, All right. so I, I, I pissed another person off. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you, you, you set them straight. That's good. Uh, it's good to know. I never even heard of Albion amps. So just what 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 uh, what sets them apart? Just for my oh, no, personal they were, interest. They basically just gave, gave us something for nothing. Um, okay. uh, we, we could did a, a, a little endorsement thing with them. Um, and I like the was, name. Albion, yeah, they, they, they were. Um, I think it was something to do with a guy. Some guy used to work at Vox, um, started off Albion amps, and uh, they were getting made out in China. I said, well, everything's kind of made in China now, isn't it? Guitars and amps and stuff like that. Um, and, and we just used them. They were, they, they were, they were quite good, but they were four by twelves, so we kind of had a stack each. And you know, it got to the point where it's like we had too much equipment. You know, let's yeah. get back into using the combos again. You know, where. A smaller, tighter unit now, and we don't want to, you know, go out with Marshalls, you know, or, or stacks, four by twelve stacks, stuff like that, you know. Right, right. So, we, yeah, and you can get you can get the same sound at a little two, you know, a little one by twelve combo as you can at a stack, you know. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. The minute it gets mic'd up and goes through the PA, it's, uh, it's going to sound the same anyway, you know. Yep, yep. Great stuff. All right, that that exhausts them for me. Fine. Do you have anything else to to throw in there? No, I'm not sure that I do. I'm, I'm still kind of reeling about the thought of that pyro. Oh, I know. Who can I, who can I piss off next? <laughs> uh, you could take your pick. Oh, I, I got a question for you. That, that's oh, my own question. I know that um, you had been talk. You had talked before about a potential skids documentary that was maybe in the process of being made, and yeah. I hadn't heard anything about that in a while. I'm just kind of curious of what's the status of that. If that's something it's that's still done. happening. I mean, oh, it is. It's done. It's it's, it's been completed. Um, I spoke to Colin, who made the the, the documentary a couple of weeks ago. So it's all it's all done and it's all ready to go. But due to the, the, the sort of lockdown thing, mm-hmm. I, I think there's a there's a couple of technical things that are needing done to it. Um, but he can't he can't get into the studio to to finish it off or something. He said so. Basically, just still playing the waiting game. But it, it's done. It's already it's ready to go. But you know. Just playing the, playing the waiting game at the moment, as you say. Okay, good. Is it going to be? Is it something that's going to be released um, online or or sold as a DVD of sorts? Or do you have any idea of what I'm not, kind of? I'm not sure, but I think they're maybe going to try and get get it on um, like uh, television, like uh, I don't know, like a, there's there's loads of documentaries on Sky and what's to be. Yeah. I, I just watched one recently. I think it was the Slits. I watched that one. So oh, I think wow. it, it, it'll probably 
try and pitch it to some you know TV companies and see if they'll pick it up. You know, but there's there's lo- there's loads of rock documentaries out there, so there there is a a place for it definitely. Oh, that's fantastic. I'll look for that. I'll have to look for the Slits one too. I didn't know they had a documentary. That w- that would be interesting. Yeah, it's really good. It's really really good. Wonderful. Excellent. All right. Well, that's that's. I think we've got pretty much all the questions okay, of everyone out there. So, uh, so Bruce, right. you know, we'll, we'll let you get back to your life. Yes, oh. yes. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm having a lazy day today, so I'll just be. Um, <laughs> you, you see me lying on my couch, and I'll just have YouTube on, and I'll just <laughs> flick through that till bedtime. I, I'm, I'm a lazy bugger at the weekends. <laughs> That's good. You should be. I, I don't do anything uh, musically or anything at the weekend. Now I just. When it comes to Sunday, I tend to vegetate on the couch. <laughs> well, well, you guys had before all this COVID nonsense started started happening. Your schedule was insane, so mm. I'm sure your body must at least uh, be happy for the time to, to rest a little bit. By the time oh. you get back into the swing of things, I'm sure you guys will be yeah, ready to go. Well, so I'm I'm, I'm to go out and do some exercise. Actually, I'm just sort of you know I need to go out and do walking again. I used to love walking in the past sort of months because I've been in the studio. You know, I'm sitting on my bum all the time. I'm sitting on my bum at a computer or with a guitar, <laughs> right. uh, and I really, really need to get out and get some exercise. <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling for that. I, yeah. I've started to do that myself over the last couple months because, um, yeah, the, the quarantine lifestyle yes. does not lend itself well to no, staying no. fit. <laughs> no, I, th- I think like everybody, we're, we're, getting a, we're getting a bit bored with it now. You know, I want to get yeah, back oh, out there and do some real work. You know? Yeah, definitely, uh, without a doubt. Well, Swan, oh, yeah. anything you want to add before we before we head out? No, no, I'm gonna go take a bath. <laughs> well, leave your leave your webcam on, and we can, you know. <laughs> Where? All right, so that was Bruce Watson. We thank him so much for joining us. And by the way, this is episode 92. I, I neglected to even say that at the beginning of the show. So this is episode 92. We're, we're getting closer to that magical 100 mark. We do have some ideas left in the tank and um, to at least get to 100. And then after that, who knows what will happen. But, um, yeah, but thanks to Bruce for joining us, for answering all of our questions for, for the most part. There might have been a couple that we missed. If we missed your questions, sorry about that. We got most of them in there. Um, but yeah, some good some good stuff from him. Yeah, when he's in a reflective mood, he uh, he has a lot to tell. And there were some great stories, so that was awesome. Yeah, and it's still just my my continued frustration over not being able to hear those Miller mixes and knowing that they could possibly <laughs> be out there, and just hearing him talk about that tape that he real to real tape that he has. I just I just want I want that to be copied over so bad to something. <laughs> so at least we get. <laughs> At least we get we get that. See what's on there. But uh, yeah, I think we've just about exhausted whatever's in the archive, unless some magical great find turns up someplace. Um, I know I know there is one out there, and I, I, I'm hoping that the person who has it will one day feel compelled to share it. Maybe you can knock on his door. Yeah, who knows? I'd be willing to do it. I'm sure he'll love that. Yeah, I don't care anymore. I, I, <laughs> I've become more uh, less 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 bothered by annoying people these days. <laughs> yeah, you got to figure ninety-two episodes in, you would have gotten over it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh right. man. 
So thank you guys for listening, as always, and look for some more stuff in the future coming. Uh, we still have a, an EP that we might be doing a deep dive on here in the not-too-distant future. Um, that would be Wonderland, of course. And thanks, John, for joining, as always, and for, for actually having some really good um, really good moments where you chimed in that were very helpful. So thank you for Boy, that. Thank you. Thank you very, thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> so we'll be back with episode 93. Hopefully before the Yuletide episode, but who knows? We can't make any promises. <laughs> we can make no promises and save no souls, as of course. But uh, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. It's fine. Hope you have a great, um, great day, great rest of the fall, great Halloween. Maybe we'll talk before Halloween, but if we don't, oh gosh, I hope we talk before Halloween. Yeah, we got to get that that classic door knocker sound effect. Oh gosh, yeah, that will be that will be out by then. That's almost become an annual thing. So that's, yeah. We always record more episodes in September, October, November. Have you noticed that's, that? That's true, actually. We always I, do. I think a lot of that, at least for me, is just the fall to me is big country weather. I mean, there's just like nothing nothing like the fall to really get me to want to listen to Steel Town and The Crossing and all the, well, every big country album seems to work better for me in the fall. So yes. maybe that's why. Everything except peace in our time, which is shiny, sunny, LA glitz. That's true. That is much more of a summer album, without a doubt. But, well, we'll see if we can be more prolific this fall like we've been in the past. But uh, either way, we thank you guys for listening. Send us an email if you can, bigcountrypodcast at gmail.com. And again, like we said on the show, you know, go go to the Big Country merch store and buy some merch. Those those guys could use our support right now, especially... um, you know, not playing any shows, and who knows when they're going to be back on the on the road, being able to make a living doing this. So, if you can, this isn't charity. There's some really great, cool stuff there, as as Fine mentioned. So, great stuff that you'll want. So, just you know, if you put off making a purchase, now's a good time to do it. And um, maybe maybe purchase the WKW CD while you're there as well. That would be great. I'd appreciate that. But thanks to those of you who are who have downloaded it. That's been nice. And um, we'll hopefully have some new music out for you next year. But um, in the meantime, that's about it. So you guys take care, and we will be back and talk to you hopefully very soon. Sounds good. Works for me. Don't you want to do your bye-bye? Um, yeah, but I, was, I need John to chime in. John needs to chime in. What do you want me to say? There you go. Something like that. Something meaningless and uh, awkward. <laughs> WKW. Them boys ain't right. <laughs> Oh, that was a good way to end. And with that, I can say blah, blah. How are we? Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> I should still be in bed. And somehow I, I have a feeling it's not just about getting up early. No, it's not. <laughs> it's going going to bed late, trying to sleep sleep with a, a dog who kept moving all around. 
Man, I, you used to call her darling. I know. It's deteriorated so badly. <laughs> That's the outtake right there. <laughs> that was easy. Oh, we could ask him about it. Ask me about what? Not you. That big cock. Oh, hey, John. Well, John, we should, while we're waiting for Bruce, we should just, we should just introduce you to the show, too. Okay. Do you want, do you want us to do that? Just so we oh, can oh, you're, oh, you're, you're doing, okay, well, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> we just, we just did a little pre-stuff. Ah. You can introduce yourself if you want to. I think it's about time. Hi, yeah. I'm John. Oh, I'd rather be anywhere else right now. <laughs> yeah, just, oh man! I was like, "Wow!" Uh, just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Oh my god! Uh, that's great. Oh man! This thing's been quiet all morning. Now she decides to perk up. I got. I got. I, 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 I got to move my base of operations. I don't know. Someone's up. If you have a, a ring there, I've got one of those. Can you excuse me just for a second? There's someone at my door. Oh, sure. We'll do that. That was my doorbell. All right, I'll give, me, give me a minute. Nice. Hey. Sorry about there. that, chaps. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, uh, uh, it was Amazon. Del- oh, really? Oh, good. Delivering a bottle of alcohol. And uh, <laughs> I had to show wow. proof, proof of my age. <laughs> 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 How bizarre uh, is that? Hello. Hey. Hello. Hey. How you doing? We can even see you now. Yeah, I've got you on video now. But unfortunately, my microphone's over here. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened there. I just, I just halfway through my subutal thing, I am. I just got cut off. So, <laughs> are we okay to stay on video? Yeah. Oh yeah, no problem. That's fine. As you can see, I'm, a, I'm having to lounge on my couch because I've got my. <laughs> My microphone's on a little stand that's at the side, so... <laughs> this makes me so happy, because uh, not not to sound like a, a jerk here, but that's exactly the, the same setup that I have. <laughs> and I, I always feel foolish, because I've got, like, you know, I've got the mic like this, and often I'm holding the mic, but... Uh, yeah, yeah oh, yeah. No wonder you yeah. sound so good. Uh, no, I have to get... I've got this little... Sort of like, it must be a little drum microphone stand that I found there, so it's kind of... The bass isn't that great, so it's at a funny angle. Uh, so that's kind of why I'm sitting like this. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but probably the fact that I'm lazy as well. So. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, that's fine. Good. How are you? Hello, Millie. Hello. I figured Hello. you should get a glimpse of me, but I'm going to turn it off just uh, for the sound. Hey, there he is. I don't even have a I don't yes. even have a camera installed right now, or I would do the same thing. That's your default excuse. You never it really have one. It's true, though. I promise. It's good to see you. It's fine. <laughs> Here I am. We're doing the the Halloween special, apparently. (laughs) I'm trying trying to see what um, what you've got yourself there, Svina. I'll show you what I have. DVDs you've got there. I've got I've got this. Wow! Oh, that's cool. I don't have that one. Yep. Wow. The Sensational Alex Harvey Band. Brilliant! Love it! Love it! Since you mentioned that, that's awesome. All right. Well, excellent. All right. I'm turning it off now. How do I turn off this video? Because all I'm, all I'm doing is looking at myself. <laughs> I'm finding it. A there bit should strange. be a little. Yeah, you should see yep. a camera icon, and if okay. you click on that, it'll turn it off. Thank God for that. Right there, you go. That's it. <laughs> there we go.
That's because I was uh, just about to get naked, you see. Are <laughs> <laughs> so you going to get in the bathtub? Oh, well, oh, better, better get a bigger bath then. <laughs> I got to say, that was, uh, that was a, a very comfortable way to watch your, your show. Were you, serious, I, were you seriously watching it in I your bathtub? I seriously was. I, I seriously Fantastic. was. Fantastic. Not a lie. And, and contrary <laughs> to what Richard said, I was not doing anything, you know, untoward. <laughs> I was just enjoying a nice, relaxing time watching the show. <laughs> That's <Enough>. brilliant. <laughs> I, had my lap, I had my laptop. Sometimes, uh, you know, I'll go up, I'll go sit in the bathtub, and I put this ironing board across the bathtub so that it acts as a shelf. <laughs> and I put my I put my laptop on top of the ironing board, oh, and then I just brilliant. sit back and I can type and you know in there when I need to, or I can just sit back and watch. Yeah. Just I'll spend you know, sitting in your bath watching some hot hot young talent on your your laptop. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just pass the day away that way. That's, <laughs> that's brilliant, fun. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was real. Can I can I just get a minute? Sandra's just made me a, a sandwich. Can I just grab a quick bite to eat and I'll be back in five? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's take a short break. That's fine. Can, can we talk to you while you while you while you your mouth is full? <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll, put, I'll put it on video. <laughs> right. no, take all the take all the time you need. So so what do I do? Do I just hit the red phone button here to come off and then you get you I, I'll text I, I'll, I'll email you when I'm ready again. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. You can okay, do I'll yeah, come just, off. I'll come off just. I'll, I'll be five minutes. No problem. Okay, okay. Now, now you're not recording, are you? Uh, yes, we are recording. Okay, well, okay, I'll keep my thoughts to myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, did, did did I did I fulfill my obligation? You, you did, did. Okay. very well. You Thank did. you very, very much. Good. Perfect Appreciate as it. usual. WKW, them boys ain't right. <laughs>